so this is really fun. I am very excited about this podcast because it's just sort of this crazy idea that I had. I, uh, I go to a lot of screenings uh, and movies, obviously, and uh, usually you can bring a plus one. I love inviting my friend Jen to come to these screenings with me. She's a fellow movie buff and she lives about five minutes from my house. And so it works out really well. <laughs> and so we have seen a very wide variety of movies together over the last two years or so. And uh, so I thought it would be really fun to get together and do a ranking of the movies that we've seen together because anybody can do a ranking of like the Marvel movies and that's just kind of boring to me. And so I think it's more fun to do really random rankings of like stuff that doesn't even make sense to bring together. So and this list does not make sense. No, it does not. And so I thought this sounded fun. So my friend Jen is here and joining me on the Hi. podcast. So thank you so much. Yay, I'm happy. I'm happy to talk about all these random movies. And thank you so much for being my movie buddy. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I get to watch all these movies with you. And I love, love, love uh, that you just always have such a specific opinion. And then we have good discussions afterwards. (laughs) We really do. And it helps me a lot because, believe it or not, I don't always 100% know how I feel when I come out of a movie, I sometimes have mixed feelings and, (laughs) and so it helps to have a friend to talk about it with and kind of hash it out and help me to kind of decide how I'm feeling and what sort of is most important, not as important, what's kind of, it just helps. And so I really appreciate it. Well, we have had some good hashings for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, have you always been a, a big movie buff? Um, yes, I would say yes. I mean, yeah, I just really like movies. I have, I really like pop culture because I also like TV. Mm-hmm. I like Broadway musicals. Like, I just like the kind of whole of pop culture. Yeah. Um, I follow all of it. I read about it. I often say it's my sport. For people who are sports fanatics, it's, um, that's just what I do. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's so impactful. Like I, I feel kind of bad for people that don't involve themselves at least a little bit in kind of cinema and some of these things, because it's just such a, like every, every era and every group in, in, in throughout time has always had some way to tell their stories and I think there's no question that television movies is how we tell our stories. And uh, so I think, I feel like it's almost, you need to be at least moderately involved. Like a couple movies a year, I'm talking. Like you need to at least see a few <laughs> and uh, uh, to kind of understand what's happening around us, I feel like. I absolutely agree. And it's kind of funny because I was kind of talking to my family that I was going to talk about these movies and my sister was looking at the list and she's like, I haven't even heard of half of these. And I was like, oh, you have heard of half of them. That's a win. Yeah, that's right. right. And then we did start talking about the ones that they had seen and that, see, and that was just fun. Yeah. So there is a language I think that is just in our culture that is movies. Yeah. And there's references and everything. And I, I just like, 
you know, it's fun. Yeah. And we have a pretty good mixture. There's 16 films all together. <laughs> and we have a pretty yep. good mixture of medium uh, movies, indie movies, Oscar bait movies, and uh, blockbuster movies. So I, th- I think it's, yep. it's, it's a really weird mix. And I will put the list in the description. And if anybody wants to do a, a ranking, <laughs> uh, that would be really <laughs> fun. Or you can put your ranking in the comments section of either the ones you've seen, or if you've seen all of these, that would be really fun to get your ranking and compare. Yep. So, all right. Well, like so we are just going to dive in and we debated, should we list the, the movies up front or should we just kind of uh, surprise everybody? And so we're just going to surprise everybody <laughs> and, uh, and put your outrage if we have it too low. <laughs> For you. Right. That would be very fun. So, all right. Uh, at number 16 on my list. I think our number 16s are going to be the same. It's going to be interesting. My number 16 is Life Itself. Nine, two. Yeah. <laughs> and in fairness, I always say with this movie, when I saw it, I was really sick. And it was when I was still just trying to make some kind of impact and to get on the screening list. And I'd gotten to this screening and I shouldn't have gone because I wasn't feeling good, but I was like, oh, I can tough it out. I can tough it out. And I fell asleep for a long time. <laughs> like normally I'll play like, a, I'll play like the headbutting game, you know, or I'm kind of nodding off for 30 seconds, but I don't know how long it really was, but it, it was, it was, it was falling asleep. It wasn't just nodding. <laughs> nope. It was actually some snoring. And at yeah. the snoring moments, I'm not sure. Yeah. I was so embarrassed about it. And uh, so take my thoughts with a grain of salt on this one. But <laughs> I. But I saw the whole thing and it rankings are the same. So I don't know what that's yeah. about you. I, I just thought that. For a movie about that's supposed to be kind of life affirming and about uh, you know living life to the fullest or whatever, I actually found it kind of cynical. I, I thought that everybody either chooses to kind of give up or you know commit suicide or it gets hit by a bus or I, it wasn't very hopeful. I didn't think, and I don't watch This Is Us, so I don't know his writing super well, but. I don't know. I was just kind of shocked and it's got such a great cast and I didn't feel like they were used very well. And I, I especially thought what happens with Oscar Isaac's character was very manipulative and uh, not, uh, and, and just, I felt like it was done for sort of shock value and not to be an accurate portrayal of sort of mental illness or emotional or anything like that to me. And so I just, I did not enjoy it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, I really did see the whole thing. <laughs> and um, I, I mean, it, it is done by the creator of This Is Us. So I had some expectation that it would be emotional, but it felt more cloying than anything. Um, and it's just comes from such a dark place. The whole yeah. entire story comes from a dark place. It's rooted in these horrible, tragic things in the, in this, this, connected family and I get that it ends in this I guess 
explained bright spot, except for it wasn't that bright. Mm-hmm. You had just been in this horrible sadness for like the majority of the movie. By the end, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, give me some sunshine. I, I just felt like it was particularly dark and it, it really does have an amazing cast. It should have, it should have been better. Yeah. But I was sad. Like, I, I mean, I like This Is Us. That's, I, I'm in that lane and mm-hmm. it just wasn't, the yeah. appeal was not the same. Yeah. All right. So my number 15, I bet this will be different than yours. My number 15 is Little Women. And I think that part of it is that Little Women is the first novel that I ever was really proud of reading. Like I remember just sobbing over Beth and just relating so much to Joe so much. And it was just a very special book for me. And I was actually very intrigued by the idea of a modernized little women. But I just found the way they portrayed Joe, because Joe's always kind of independent and headstrong. I found the way they portrayed Joe was just so insufferable and so irritating. And I thought that she was actually kind of mean. And that's not Joe to me. Yes, headstrong. Yes, independent. But I actually was the first version of little women i've ever seen where i was totally with amy for burning her book because she was not just kind of squabbling she was mean about amy's paintings and really like unsupportive and just kind of cruel and that really bothered me and i just i had i couldn't deal with it and i really didn't like them making meg like promiscuous that was very weird to me a very strange choice and so I just, I didn't end up enjoying it. So that's why I have a 15. Um, my 15 was Kong School Island. Mm-hmm. And I really, there's one redeeming thing about that movie. And that was Kong. Kong was awesome. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't care for any of the rest of the movie. Even John C. Riley, who I particularly love, couldn't save it. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was kind of a big bomb. I really, really liked the Kong, but other than that, I was just, I felt like it was kind of a snoozer, um, you know, just a regular old, yeah. it's not, I wouldn't even put it in like the fun, like bubblegum kind of popcorn, big budget movie. I just didn't love it. Yeah. I actually have that at 14. So I'm with you. I, it felt like seven okay. different movies all happening at once. Like each character felt like they were in their own movie. Samuel Jackson's yeah. character didn't feel like she was in the same movie as John C. Riley's or Brie Larson or, and I, I, I just think it had so much potential and I hated those, uh, those creatures that, that they honestly spent most of the, the movie fighting these, I forget, I can't even remember anymore, but I hated them. <laughs> and, right. And, yeah. Those really weird things. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they looked terrible. They were just, it wasn't good. And so, yeah, I'm with you there on, uh, on Kong School Island. Uh, what, what did you have at 14? Palms, um, which I'm sure uh, is much higher on your list. <laughs> but I really didn't care for Palms at all. A Diane Keaton vehicle that yeah. I, I felt a lot like book club to me, which I also did not care for. I don't think I'm the target audience for that movie. Um, but it just feels like a cheesy TV movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was short. I mean, there were redeeming things about the characters and their appeal to each other and their connections. But I, I mean, it just, 
I just felt embarrassed for a lot of the time for what was happening on screen. I think my 90-year-old grandma would love it. But uh, I guess I'm just going to say, not for me. But it's pretty raunchy for... Like, that's true too well and that's why i also put it in the book club category which was really raunchy for me where i was like i do not need to hear these women talk about this um yeah i'm with you it was really right and unnecessarily so and the the most redeeming thing about that movie is jackie weaver who i think elevates everything um but even she i was like what is the deal yeah yeah i don't know i might do I have it? Yeah, I, I totally get it. It's, it's a, it's not, it wasn't, I didn't go fresh on it. So it's certainly not a, not a great movie, but uh, yeah. So we'll see where I have it. So the next up for me is painful for me because I love animation so much. And this is shockingly because I love Laika so much, but I have Missing Link at number 13, which is shocking but I just really didn't end up enjoying this movie. I thought that it wasn't funny. I, I thought that the character designs were just off and that really bothered me. I didn't like his triangle nose. I didn't like Susan's weird pig face. I, I, <laughs> and I, I just, I don't know. I just disagreed with almost every choice that they made, which was frustrating. And, uh, and I, I just thought the story, like when they're in the Yeti land, it was just so like, what are we doing here? Like, is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be sweet? Uh, <laughs> and the animation's incredible, but I don't know, it's one of those ones that I feel like it almost makes it worse to me that the animation is incredible because, ah, they, why did they use it for a story, you know? So anyway, I, I was very disappointed by it and I have it. Yeah. 13. My, you know what? My number 13 is also missing link and I feel the same. I, the, the appearance of the characters didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. I know it really bugged you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love it, but I didn't, I mean, for me, this was a hundred percent a story of missed potential of lost potential because with the voice cast they had, this movie should have been hilarious. I mean, I yeah. I do love Hugh Jackman doing his hoity-toity stuff, and um, I Zach Galifianakis. I mean, really, this movie should have been really funny, and it just wasn't. Yeah. And it was. I wonder. And I, the weird thing is, I thought it would appeal to little boy, boys more than little girls. And I was never a little boy. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I felt like it was doing Ordman light, like the you know, Wallace and Gromit, the, the, you know, that whole studio, I, I, they, they were trying as opposed to Laika, which usually is more sort of ghost stories, more sort of in that feel of a sort of a supernatural story for kids. And uh, I don't know, I just feel like they kind of lost themselves and who they are. And, and, uh, you know, last, their last movie was Kubo, which was Kubo and the Two Strings, which was so great in my opinion. And I don't know, this just, it just didn't work for me. Well, and it's funny because I had the occasion to weirdly watch Smallfoot this morning. Mm. Uh, did you see that movie? Yeah, I did. There's Yetis and Bulls. Yes. I know it's I the weird. about it. Because there's Abominable right. coming out this, this fall. It's like the right. like <laughs> Yetis are the thing. I was like, what's the deal with all the Yetis? Yeah. 
I, I thought the small foot was very weird, but yeah, enough of it worked for me. I certainly liked it better than Missing Link. Right. That's what I thought too. I'm like, I didn't love this one, but I like it better than Mission Link. That was my point. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 So, oh, it's too bad. Um, so my number 12 also might be controversial for some people. It's Hearts Beat Loud. So we had heard a lot of great things about this movie. It got a lot of buzz out of Sundance and things like that. So we were pretty excited when we went to see it. And I just left really underwhelmed. I thought that the relationship between the two girls was good, but I, I didn't, I wasn't as drawn into the relationship of the father and the daughter as other people seem to have been. And I, I to me, it seemed kind of flat. <laughs> like I didn't, really buy some some of their reactions to things and i don't know it just felt sort of surface level that's the word i'm looking for sort of surface level observations of these people and i just left feeling kind of bored and it, just not excited about it and so i don't know that's partly maybe disappointment uh but i don't know i just didn't and i didn't think the music was that great it was nothing i was like dying to download uh, when I came home. So I have Hearts Beat Loud at 12. Um, I like Hearts Beat Loud more than you, and it comes up a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in a few. For number 12, I had Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm a medium fan, medium fan of M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't love or hate it. I, uh, you know, of course, was amazed with the rest of the world at Sixth Sense. Um, and I had very low expectations for Glass, to be honest. Um, and it was fine. I mean, I thought, <laughs> and I said this a couple times when it was over, I thought it was particularly arrogant of him to make a whole movie that basically says the origins of superheroes are from his storytelling, um, which is kind of the point of his movie. And I was very entertained by that fact. But it wasn't my favorite movie. It wasn't yeah. my. It, but it really kind of is all, not really my movie anyway. Yeah. Um, and so that's where it is. That's why it's there on yeah. my list. That makes sense. Makes sense. So in number eleven, I have palms because yeah. I agree with everything you said, and especially about Jackie Weaver being a delight. She was great in it. Uh, I don't know. To me, it was just corny enough and just sort of sweet enough uh there was enough chemistry between the women i still didn't give it fresh but i was i was basing a lot of these then if i had a free saturday and i had to pick from this list to what to watch what would i pick and i so that's kind of as opposed to quality like i think hard to be loud is a better made movie and better it's a probably a technically better movie but it's just as far as like what would i want what would i put on and want to watch i would probably put on palms just because i don't know it just rather than be bored i'd rather watch (laughs) rather than dead air yeah this movie that is that should be on the posters (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i have palms at 11 uh it's it's not great but (laughs) yeah 
I have uh, I have little women at eleven, and uh-huh. that was hard for me because I I love the book like you do, but I I pretty much love all iterations of Little Women. Like the musical is one of my all time favorite things. Mm-hmm. I when I went to Boston, I visited uh, the Louis, the Alcott House. Like I just really love all things Little Women. I really really do the nineteen ninety four movie. I mm-hmm. absolutely adore, and um. I didn't hate, I did not, I wasn't as disappointed as you, although I absolutely agree with you about the promiscuous Meg was almost offensive to me. And Lucas Gabriel, even though he was an executive producer on this and I, he was so crazy miscast as Laurie so much that I really, I thought detracted from it. But other than that, I actually felt a little bit differently about the Joe in it in that, I, Joe isn't necessarily mean in the book, but she is petty. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a little bit, some of her meanness was a translation of today's petty. Mm-hmm. And so it worked a little bit more for me, although it was, she's pretty, I mean, she likes throwing stuff, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but I really did. I, overall, I will be happy to sit through the story of Little Women, even with a promiscuous Meg uh, on most days. Yeah. So. Yeah. I actually thought that, maybe are they going to go there were certain things in the way that the performance was with Luke with Lucas as as Laurie yeah that they were going to make him gay yeah, right? I thought they were going to make him gay and I was like well that could be kind of interesting I would be curious to see that interpretation actually but of course they didn't but I don't know it was just because there was no chemistry between him and Joe at all and, or him and Amy even and ugh. yeah yeah and they changed over Amy uh, yeah the actress at a weird spot I thought <laughs> that was like mm. I don't know so yeah it it uh it it had 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 heart and I felt like they were trying really hard and yeah I'm with you on yeah. Little Women so it's it's a tough one but yeah uh, okay so at number ten so we're getting into our top ten. I actually have glass at number 10 and this is again, probably going to be controversial because I gave it fresh just barely. I think I gave it a 5.5 out of 10 just because I felt like it was well-made enough and it was kind of creative and interesting enough that I, I don't know I just felt like it barely the pros beat out the cons for me uh, in, in my review, but as far as, again, on a Saturday, what am I going to pick to watch? I picked one that I actually gave rotten to just above this. (laughs) So uh, that's the weird thing, the way movies work sometimes (laughs) as far as as things. Uh, so yeah, I had glass at 10. I, I thought that it was kind of creative to yeah it is very egotistical you're absolutely right but sort of the idea of doing sort of a reverse origin story was kind of creative and I guess I'm not as invested as some people are in split or unbreakable (laughs) I certainly didn't like split and uh, so I don't know I wasn't as I certainly wasn't disappointed and I thought it made some interesting choices you it was kind of boring yeah. it wasn't great <laughs> it was interesting it was just fine like i'm fine that i saw i'm not attached yeah. to unbreakable or split either yeah. i saw them but i mean i saw them once and and if we were playing if this list was really about what i'd put on on a saturday this might be 
really further down the list for me just because <laughs> I think I'd even put Kong Skull Island on before I would put this one on like, yeah. in the, just for background noise for real because I just yeah. didn't <laughs> well yeah so we we just we did not you didn't necessarily have the same qualifications in making our list in making your list right. my list so and that's totally cool yeah. but what did you have at number 10 yeah. um hearts beat loud and I liked it more than you. I think that's the general rule between you and I is because I think I just in general try to, I don't know, I think I have a, a big desire to like a movie more than anything. Although I can dislike a movie, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I like Nick Offerman quite yeah. a bit. I am, Plus I thought he was adorable in this movie. He looked great. Um, and I didn't, I actually liked the relationship between the father and the daughter. I didn't care for her personal relationship with her girlfriend. Um, but I, and I am a sucker for a movie with a musical heart. Um, mm -hmm. I liked the music in it. It was, I mean, it was, I didn't go by the album or anything, but I did look up the one song and I, I like, I just am a sucker for a musical movie and I thought it was great. And I thought it was just kind of overall sweet. Mm -hmm. And so I enjoyed it on some level, although it was us, the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. I remember both of us after saying we both were a little bit bored though. Yeah, like, it was, it was slow. Yeah. So I, 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 I can totally see that. I get it. Uh, all right. So number nine, I have Aladdin. <laughs> and that's the one I went rotten on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <That's so> <laughs> um i know i know but i just saw it for a second time and i think i liked it a little bit less than the first time wow. for a podcast yeah it just i don't know i just felt like most of it was kind of like watching a sort of competently produced cruise show <laughs> version of Enchanted. i'm telling you and it feels sometimes feels like ellen chanted Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I just, it just, I felt, I felt like I, I did not care for uh, the genie, their version of the genie, except for when he wasn't trying to be the blue genie. When he was in hitch mode and he just looked like normal Will Smith, like I thought he was hilarious. But for most of the movie, I thought they kind of sapped it of its humor. Uh, and I know it's hard because Robin Williams, his riffing, I mean, it's just so legendary, but they took out most of the jokes in Prince Ali. They took out most of the jokes in, in a friend like me, and they took out all of Iago's jokes. He wasn't funny at all. And so I don't know. I just missed the humor. And especially in the second time, I love Jasmine's song as far as the song but it really sticks out the placement of speechless in that second half. It, it just feels so different than the rest of the movie that that's a little bit weird. And I, I, there was a lot of weird choices, like randomly in the third act, making Hakeem this like crucial character. And we're like, what is going on here? Um, and I, I don't know. It just, it just not, not uh, my favorite, but I do enjoy a lot of the, I, I, th I think that the casting of Aladdin and Jasmine was really good. I think they had nice chemistry and I think that there were fun, there were fun moments. And of course I love the original, all that music. Uh, so it's not a total disaster by any means, but I have it at nine. 
Um, I liked it so much more than you, and we already know that. Um, I at number nine, I have Disney's Penguins. Um, uh, here's a fun fact about me: when I was like, I don't know, when I was really young, I I said to my mom, "Oh my gosh, this penguin's so cute!" And then for like the next fifteen years of my life, for every like birthday and Christmas, I got stuff that had penguins on it. So, like, my whole entire family associates me to penguins. Like, when they'll see something, they'll send it to me. Even though I don't know that I earned that or, like, I really had that big love of it other than once, like, I, I'm i like, sure, I think they're cute. So, I own every possible thing with a penguin on it. Like, from, so you know, shower curtains <laughs> to, like, bath mats. Like, it's insane. I really have so many things with penguins on it. I thought this movie was cute. I did. Um even if a little silly. <laughs> um, I know that they were trying to distinguish themselves from March the Penguins to make it different. I like the story of Steve the Penguin. Um, <laughs> it was a little bit funny how they used the music. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, I, I love these Disney nature shows and this was a yeah. good one. It wasn't my most favorite one I've seen, but I really do. I like penguins. I liked the story. Yeah, that's it's a really cute one. Uh, so that's funny about you and penguins. It's just like you. I think my cousin had something like that happen with frogs that she mentioned that she had frogs and then she got like. Um, but uh, yes. So my number eight is Captain Marvel, and uh, I have to say, Captain Marvel is not a movie that I've really thought about much since I saw it, which. For a lot of these Marvel movies, I, you know, they're ones that definitely kind of stick with me and are some of my favorites as far as blockbusters for the year. And, but I did enjoy it. And I, I thought that uh, it started really strong. I liked the scenes with her and Jude Law. I, and then I loved sort of the back and forth between her and Nick. Uh, and also seeing Coulson again was really fun. And, uh, I, then I thought it ended really strong. I liked the whole idea of the scrolls and uh, what the story was there. Uh, I think that it kind of drags for me in the middle when they're in that house and there's just sort of, there's a lot of exposition and it's just kind of like Age of Ultron to me where it just sort of, they get to that house, <laughs> Hawkeye's house, and it just kind of sags for me. Uh, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Uh, and so... I have it at eight. Um, at eight, I have long shots. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I'm not the hugest fan of rated R movies to begin with. Yeah. I, uh, so there's that. And there's a lot of rated R content in that movie. Mm-hmm. So that automatically kind of knocks it down for me. But I will say, I there's some really funny things in that movie. <laughs> and Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen have decent chemistry which i did not expect yeah um and so there's there's good and bad and the windbreaker he wears is so 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 bad uh but i mean for a sight gag it just went on for so long (laughs) like for so like it just the sight gag was too long is the bottom line um but i really did enjoy i thought some of it was really funny but i overall was just kind of met about it just because of the radar content which is not my favorite yeah that uh, that makes sense uh so i have at seven i have penguins and Uh 
I just thought it was so cute and those penguins were so adorable and I I don't know it's just it's a it's a pretty simple little documentary I I do think the the scene where the the penguin plays dead to outsmart the 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 shark that the or the leopard seal that literally blew my mind I was just yeah I I could not believe that that worked I was like wow this is a genius penguin we didn't know <laughs> I don't know that really amazed me that that it, that worked I was so surprised uh so yeah the music was way over the top things but I I just thought it was fun and so I enjoyed it it's at, at seven nice yeah so what do you have at seven um at, at seven I have breakthrough Mm-hmm. Um, which was maybe one of the best faith-based films I've seen in a really long time. Uh, I was surprised how much I liked Chrissy Metz, how much I liked Josh Lucas. And the biggest surprise of all was how much I liked Topher Grace, who I did not expect to in that role. Um, I really like the core of that movie. It's earnest. And I mean, it's an amazing story to tell, but also it paints all the players as humans which i liked i liked this movie a lot more than i thought i would yeah i uh, uh, agreed i actually had that at number six no wait no i don't sorry i agree i i have that pretty high too it was it was way better than i expected uh, definitely yeah uh so i have at number six i have long shot and i i just i think that it's it, I think it, well, like for the first 20 minutes or so of this movie, I was like, this is very irritating. I'm really not enjoying it. And I think part of it was because some of his choices felt nonsensical, like wearing the windbreaker at this super fancy party. Like what is wrong with him? Does he not have any, like, is he stupid? What's going on? And especially because like his friend is supposedly this sort of slick guy. Why would he do that? You know what? <laughs> Well, and, why wouldn't he mention change yeah, jacket? Yeah, like get out of that horrible jacket. That jacket just it was, it gave me trauma. I was like, what is going on? But, uh, but I think it it won me over through sheer force of will that uh, these these two people had together their chemistry, and I think what made it work is O'Shea Jackson, the friend. Uh, particularly the last act of his character because he he actually called the Seth Rogen character out on his BS. And I think the screenplay needed that to happen because otherwise it would just validate the fact that he was behaving in this way and being so judgmental and so terrible. And I appreciated that. I I didn't expect that. I'm like, okay, wow, this movie's actually going to be fair about politics and it's actually going to be that made it more insightful and interesting in retrospect and i don't know i just ended up i ended up joining i love romantic movies you know and i love romantic comedies kind of a thing and so i i don't think it's like i think it's maybe being a little bit overpraised it's like this perfect movie yeah but i still enjoyed it enough to have it it at six yeah. Well, and there's a little part of it too that I'm going to say how it ends in all its rom-com glory is so ridiculous, <laughs> but 
totally works. Yeah. That yeah. it just, it just, it's so funny because it really is. I'm like, this is really a rom-com. Yeah. And in my ranking for the year, I actually have long shot and breakthrough, which spoiler alert for my next choice. I have that. I have them literally next, next to each other. That was like 23, oh. 24, something like that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there, there was a, cl- a close, a close tie, close cut there. But, um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the, the, uh, I think it would feel just too cynical if it didn't have, I think having the, the rom-com ending just leaves you feeling, at least for me, leaves me feeling, leaving the movie feeling, feeling good where I think the, yeah. a lot of the movie, if it hadn't had that ending, I would have just felt kind of like, why did I waste my time with these, these people? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. What do you have at six? Uh, fighting with my family, which okay. I really, that was a surprise for me, that movie. Yeah. Cause I, I wasn't, I think you mentioned it and sent me the trailer on the day we were looking to see a movie and I was like, okay, sure. And, uh, and I really liked it. I really liked it. In fact, I was just telling my sister who is the mom of girls to take, to have her girls watch it. Cause I think they would really like it. I liked everything about it. I really did. I liked the family dynamic. These, I liked the girl who plays the wrestler. I liked, I mean, I know they build the rock to be in it and he's in it for like three minutes or something, but uh, I really liked everything. And man, that brother, I thought he was, an, I mean, I thought he did yeah. such a great job. He really did some serious acting. Um, yeah. I, I really, really liked the story. I liked the wrestling in it. I liked all of it. Yeah, I did too. And I, that's, what's cool about you is that you're just like up for anything, frankly, any genre <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> any, uh, any uh, uh, type of, I don't know, you're up for it. Let's do it. Let's give it a shot, <laughs> which I appreciate. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so um, my number five is Breakthrough, as I said before. So yeah, I thought this did such a good job. The screenplay was was very well done in that I think that it allowed its characters to be flawed and the movie actually called them out on being flawed, which is not the case in every faith-based film. Sometimes they like to hold these religious characters up as this paragons of virtue and that all the atheists are evil and terrible and need to be converted. And this wasn't a ministry movie. This wasn't a movie that's trying to convert people like war room, for instance, which is about trying to get people to start these the war rooms in their house and, and stuff like that. Uh, this is really trying to tell this story of these, of this family and this amazing thing that we can't understand how it happened. And I think it did a really good job. And I loved Topher Grace and it was such a brilliant move on his part after playing David Duke <laughs> last year, I think to pick right. playing this pastor, that was very smart because uh, you don't want to get pigeonholed into like only playing villains or only you know whatever so that was very good on his part i think and i don't know i just thought that everybody had chemistry and i i thought that they sold the miracle and uh you know there were flaws like i felt like you didn't need the should have just ended with him leaving the hospital i thought the sort of the little add-on 
with him getting bullied at school because he was like a miracle kid. It was ridiculous. Uh, that I didn't really like. And I also thought they laid it on pretty thick of making him like the most annoying teenager ever. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah. But <laughs> at the beginning, he was pretty one note. I think I even leaned over to you and said, when is he going to get frozen? You know, like, what's going on? Because I'm really getting tired of this kid. Right. But, uh, right. <laughs> but Christy Metz was great in it. She was very, very, she sold it very well. So I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a great job for a audience that deserves better movies than they typically get. Um, and I have a question for you. When you say it's not a preaching movie, no. I, is that just something that's trying to rally you about something? So you're just saying the faith is the maybe the backdrop yeah because some of these these faith-based films are more interested in ministering than they are in telling a story like war room for so they're instance trying to do some missionary work more like, more than they're actually yeah. trying to make a movie like literally okay. at the end of war room they have a like number that you can call to get involved in the ministry and they're about getting people to create these war rooms in their oh, house got it between okay. that because so that, i really one thing i really liked about that movie was how the one character that doesn't believe in god and is struggling with yeah the experience he's had i like that kind of just to make you think about what your own feelings about god are yeah. a little bit although it isn't trying it doesn't have an agenda you're i, I appreciate that and anyway. yeah like in god's not dead the the atheist character is literally struck down at the end and he, in order to like live, he has to all of a sudden have this conversion and he gets brought, like kind of brought back to life and he becomes this new person. Like that's because he's like the worst person in the world. Like He's terrible, this atheist. And so that's the kind of thing that this, this genre typically gets, unfortunately. And I think that it's nice to just have a story about it and i feel like they've been getting a little bit better i really liked all saints with john corbin i thought that uh corbett uh with john corbett that was actually a really good story and uh i don't know i i liked i can only imagine where they're just focused on telling just one person's story yeah. in their life as opposed to come join us join our ministry join our religion that kind of a thing yeah you know okay, i think cool. I think those ministry ones are great for Sunday school, great for, <laughs> but they're not sure. for a feature film. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, what did you have at number five? Uh, Captain Marvel. Okay, um, okay. I liked it more than you did, but I've been thinking about it since you said it. I haven't thought much of it since I watched it either, other than when we saw Avengers or leading up to that, I thought about it quite a bit. Um, I just liked it. I liked yeah. the backstory. I thought the stuff in the house was more about relationship building and understanding because really there was a lot to understand about this relatively unknown to the general public uh, superhero. Like yeah. I didn't know anything about Captain Marvel. I, when we left that movie, I called my brother who's a comic book guy and I asked all sorts of questions about, you know, why I'm like, what is the deal with Captain Marvel and Shazam? Why is, why is there two Captain Marvels and I asked all sorts of questions and I was happy to be educated. <laughs> I did like the girl power of it. I liked, I liked the use of all the nineties music in it. Um, I loved the Gwen Stefani number and the, yeah, the no doubt number in the big fight scene. I, 
I just really, it really does, the last third of the movie is amazing. And before that, it's just a lot of storytelling, but I didn't mind it. Yeah. No, I mean, I still enjoyed it. I still give it fresh and still enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and maybe part of it is that I'm still in sort of Endgame high and they didn't, it didn't yeah. end up coming into Endgame as much as I thought it would. I know some people are like grateful for that, but I, I was a little bit surprised that we didn't even see Goose at all. And in uh, the, in a game at all, that kind of surprised me or I don't know. There was just a lot of things. I thought they would tie into Captain Marvel a little more than they did. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, okay. All right. My number four is fighting with my family. And that movie was way better than I expected it to be, but that's not a reason why I like it. It was just, it was a, it was a nice surprise because uh, I have no interest in wrestling at all, like zero. And so, but I do love underdog sports movies. I absolutely love, like, even if it's a documentary, 30 for 30 kind of a thing, where I'm like, woohoo, they did it. They pulled ahead. Amazing. It's so exciting. And uh, I, even sports that I have no interest in, like in Sundance this year, and it's coming to theaters in June. There's a movie called uh, Maiden about these female, the first ever female yacht sailing team or whatever that sails around this race around the world. And it was great. I absolutely loved it. And so I do love these underdog sports movies. They just, they really inspire me and I, I, I love it. And I just, I love the family. It was so fun with them going around in that van, just getting every, you know, these random right. kids, teaching wrestling. They, they were right. so fun. I really liked their marriage. It was hilarious. And I, I, I liked the, yeah, her brother was a very, I thought, real character and very well done. And I thought that her sort of struggles were very well done and she wasn't a perfect character. She was flawed and learned and grow, grew along the way. I, her sort of judgment of some of the other uh, wrestlers, some other stuff, I, I liked to see that. And, and so, I even like Vince Vaughn, who I'm typically yes. not as big a fan of. Yeah. It, it was really a fun, uh, fun little movie uh, that uh, I, so yeah, I have it at, at four. So what do you have it for? <laughs> I have Aladdin, which is oh. so much further up the list than you. Yes. I really liked Aladdin. I, I mean, you're a hundred percent right about this. The movie really suffers when they're dealing with comparison to Robin Williams' creation and the genie as we know it in that animated movie is a creation of Robert, Robin Williams, no doubt about it. Like all yeah. of that, the way that the genie is crafted in that animated feature is Robin Williams. And so it's less effective, the movie, is when they're really being faithful to him and mm -hmm. to what he created because Will Smith having to do Friend Like Me and like the cadence of Robin Williams takes away some of Will Smith. Yeah. But I still thought it was a well-produced number. I think there's no way on earth if you're going to do it the same and with the same words and with the same gags that you that anyone could do it. But I thought everyone that, would fail in comparison. Yeah, I do agree. But I don't know why they didn't put because, like in the Broadway musical, they put in new jokes like that are right. Like, and really they could have done it that way, but they didn't. So when they, I mean, they're, and they're being faithful, but I really like, you're right. It's better when he's not doing that. Um, but here's the thing. I just think he did so well with what he 
was tasked to do. Mm -hmm. I just adored Will Smith for just doing it at all. But I really think he did it well. I thought, I mean, the parts where he, where we do call the hitch section, he's hilarious. I mean, we were really laughing and I really, really thought that Aladdin was cast to perfection. Yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like the cartoon. He sounds great. He the one jump number is particularly physical. I mean, it was just done really well. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. I, there are there were definitely weaknesses, but I again this desire to have to like something. I just in the end, I just enjoyed visiting Agrabah. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. So all right, uh, then we have so number three. Sending out to our top three. It's very exciting. So these were all three of my top three are movies I really loved and are very, they're so different that it's really hard. So my number three is Hidden Figures. And only because I just like the other two a little bit more. That's about it. I mean, I think that uh that it's really good i i you know i like these inspirational movies i really love the story i think it has lots of just move moments that make you want to cheer moments that are so exciting and it was really cool because my nieces were very inspired to learn about uh catherine and these other characters in the these other people the real life scientists and i think that's awesome and they got inspired by it and uh, I, I just I loved the casting was great. I I don't know. It just it just was a really lovely little movie to me, and uh, so yeah, I have that at number three. I do too. Mm-hmm. I mean that these top three movies are all fantastic, and um, I would say this. Uh, so you and I saw it at a preview in uh, we've got like the last two seats in the house because <laughs> we, we weren't even sure we were going to make it into the showing yeah. and what was great about that is that it was a really full theater of uh, a lot of different humans yeah. and there were points in that movie that people were standing they jumped on their feet and cheered yeah. and there was a lot of audible cheering I thought it was a great movie going experience as a whole uh, but that movie is fantastic but I just thought it was such a unique and like I really treasured that experience seeing it that way because I don't know that I would have had that experience otherwise uh but it's such a fantastic movie the leads are incredible it's such a good story I like seeing Jim Parsons be a little bit not nice um (laughs) you know every I mean it's just such a great great movie and what an education for all of us to learn about those women yeah yeah and inspire girls and boys to get into science and uh to, to you know to get excited about the world around them and, and achieving their goals i think it's 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 really great and yeah i just that was a really fun uh fun experience at the the theater for sure and so yeah so that's yeah though i have it three all right number two it's really hard i technically think i mean <sighs> It's hard because I number two I have. A, I went back and forth on these two. I know. I switched back and forth like three different times. Number two, I have a Star Is Born, and like I said, it was really close for me. But I, I just I loved the music. First of all, this movie had to do two things for me. It had to have great chemistry, and it did. And it had to have great music, 
and it did. I love the soundtrack is just incredible. And I, I think both, obviously Lady Gaga can sing. We know that, but uh, Bradley Cooper was so great in his singing. And it's obviously a story told many, many times, but I don't care if it's executed well. And it was, and I was totally engaged. And I think there's really only one, in my opinion, one false step the movie takes. And that is her manager. I think was kind of groundworthy and didn't feel like believable to me as a character of a person that would say what he says and do what he does. And so that's really the only false moment I found and everything else. I don't know. I just, I thought it was very good. I really enjoyed it. I ended this way too. I picked a star is born for number two as well. Um, I agree with you, but the thing that stays with me about that movie is we did, we saw it really early, like a month or something before it came out. And, um, and when it was over, there was like this, this like exhale of the whole audience where everyone just sat in silence for a minute. Because this movie packs such an emotional wallet, like it's such a big, like I really, there's just, it's so affecting. And um, I just think for Bradley Cooper, the details on this are incredible. I love how well the cast speaks of him and how much they adored working with him. And as evidenced by the way that he had uh, their number play out on the Oscars, and it was all directed by Bradley Cooper from them rolling out the the piano on camera mm-hmm. and then walking up from the seat all of that was Bradley Cooper I think that all of that kind of detail was evidenced in this film their chemistry was amazing the music is amazing I really did I just was surprised to be that affected mm-hmm. um from a quadruple told, told story in the yeah. movies um uh, what a what a feat that was yeah yeah i i completely agree so our number ones are the same which is really interesting that we did have the same number one and same number 16 16 yeah <laughs> which is interesting because we so often uh see different sides uh yeah avengers endgame just blew me away i thought it was just this perfect ending to this 22 movie saga that we'd had i felt like they did such a good job of giving every character their kind of moment i loved going back into the previous movies and all that just that gave me a huge smile on my face every time that they did that i thought it really worked i really enjoyed the ending battle when you have all of the avengers avengers assemble was amazing to me i was just so excited about it i thought that it had great heart to it and i really thought that the final goodbyes of Steve Rogers and uh, and uh, Tony Stark really worked for their characters. And, you know, it's time travel, which is one of my favorite genres of movies that I love. I loved Days of Future Past, X-Men movie. I love, I mean, obviously I love Back to the Future. I love time travel movies. They're so fun. And I think it did a good job of kind of giving an explanation and trying to kind of uh, explain how they're tar- starting these different timelines and different things and and uh, I, don't know, I just really enjoyed it and, and it was just such a great experience to I've seen it three times down the theaters and each time it was just such an amazing communal experience that 
you just felt like you'd participated in something really special that may never happen again in quite that same way. I absolutely agree. I, I really like the communal piece of it. What was interesting to me again is after we saw that movie, everyone just has to talk about it. Yeah. Like there are just so many people were gathered together and every time I've seen it, the same thing has happened. Like you're talking to the stranger next to you because everybody has something they want to say about it. Um, and really this film is just an epic one. It's just so big. I loved the approach. I loved how they incorporated all of the previous films and just kind of paid homage that way. I, my other favorite thing is how, how secretive they were about everything because I liked that I had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. I liked that I could not foretell in any way how they were, what, how they were going to wrap this up, how they were yeah. going to solve their problems how they're yeah. going to do it. I like that they didn't just undo what was done. Yeah. They kind of redid it. I That Avengers Assemble moment is maybe one of my favorite cinematic moments I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just such a big epic film and it has the heart, the emotions there. I mean, the scene with uh, Spider-Man and Iron Man and Pepper oh. Potts and all of that at the end is amazing. And I know and, some people yeah. didn't like Fat Thor, but I call him Chubby Chubby Thor. But you and I, uh -huh. I think, both really enjoyed it. I thought Chris, I think Chris Hemsworth is a freaking genius yeah. because I saw that, and not only is that hilarious, I don't think anyone else could have sold that to me. Yeah. Uh, he the way he does it is just so funny. Yeah. Um, and but it, it's also so true to like someone who's grieving, and it's also so true to someone who's grieving who had the power to make it different like yeah. I just uh it was yeah well written I mean well directed such a big huge and the fact that all of those players and people and characters were brought together in the way that they were I mean yeah. come on and I think very true to Thor's character because Thor has right. always been a character that that covered up sort of awkwardness or or uh, difficulties with laugh with humor and with uh he's he, he, i don't know i totally buy him as, a, as an alcoholic that would let himself go that, that made total sense to me playing Fortnite yep. with korg <laughs> right. and i, I have also, a scene that he has with renee russo is one uh, of my favorites in the whole movie it was so good and i also like the fact that he didn't all of a sudden become like once he got Mueller once he got the hammer again that he wasn't like transformed back like then I would have been like ugh, because I kind of liked how they had this sort of cool big Lebowski version of Thor it was fun to me and I I, I really I really enjoyed that because that would have been kind of a cop-out to me if all of a sudden he was he he was Mr. Fitness <laughs> but yeah anyway well and there's something to that franchise too that they have in the press shown themselves to be very united and friends and the appeal of just how they've uh how they've come together as individuals and humans and then that being reflected on the screen has just a mass appeal to everybody who's watched any of this yeah and they really did just wrap it up so well it was great. These are fun. These 16 movies are fun, yeah. and I feel like we should watch 16 more. Yes, I think so. This is so fun. Yeah, I there are very few that I, if I had that free Saturday, that I'd be like, 
nah. Like, I mean, that I like hated, but uh, I, yeah. I really probably only my last two would ones that I, 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 I maybe would put in that camp. But uh, but I don't know. So they all have their pluses and minuses. So thank you so much for coming on doing this. This was really fun. And oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll have to our next sixteen. We'll have to come do our part two ranking. <laughs> right, we'll have to sixteen's our lucky number, maybe. Well, and now we'll get to that sixteen a lot faster because now that I uh, am on the screening list, I get invited right. to it's way easier for me than it used to be right i think we're gonna do a couple next week even <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> Three, uh, yeah i'm like my calendar is starting to fill up with movie with rachel <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh, which i thoroughly enjoy and i'm very grateful for yeah so that's great uh, you don't have a social media or anything like that do you want to share do you anything like twitter no, or, okay i don't i should but i don't okay well I am really grateful and uh, I'm grateful that I have my movie buddy and my friend. So let us know in the comments section what you think of our ranking and these various films and how you would rank them. That would be a lot of fun. And if you like these sort of eclectic rankings, let me know as well because I'd be very curious because I think they're fun. Uh, so that will be great. Make sure you're following the podcast at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings and reviews, we really appreciate it. If you're listening on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Sure appreciate that as well. And uh, thanks so much. And uh, please subscribe and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.